This is Good Better Broker, a podcast from UWM. Between them, they have more than 370,000 followers and almost 3 million likes on TikTok. But for Rebecca Richardson and Nate Fain, it's more about driving leads than a follower count. In this episode of Good Better Broker, you'll hear from two of the top TikTok personalities in the wholesale channel and find out how you can use TikTok videos to generate sustainable business. Episode 28 of Good Better Broker is coming up. This information is provided to mortgage professionals only and is not intended for or authorized for consumer distribution. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice or endorsements of any kind. All right, welcome back to Good Better Broker as we bring in Rebecca Richardson. She is an MLO with U Mortgage out of the Carolinas. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So a little bit about you before we get going. You have been in the business for almost 20 years now. Mm -hmm. Last year, over 70 million in production. And you have, Rebecca, 130,000 followers on TikTok. So I'm curious, when you think about the impact that your TikTok presence has had on your business, what thoughts come to mind for you? I would say um, it would lead off with connection. It's allowed me to connect with a larger community, um, not just from the standpoint of obviously, you know, increased business and things like that, but really the bigger value for me is being able to connect with people and understand what's important to them, what questions they have, what, what their feelings are in the market. I mean, it's just, it's a phenomenal way to really, really tap in and get real time feedback from people as far as you know, how it affects our world, um, what they're viewing, what information they want to know, and then be able to speak into you know any of those voids um, and help fill some of that knowledge gap. So in the grand scheme of things, you know, social media, especially from a business perspective, is, is still relatively new. Um, and for you, your story with social media goes back to 2018. So why did you initially decide to start posting on social media? Well, I realized that because um, we had, you know, limited inventory, which if you think about, if you think back to 2018 limited inventory, how cute does that sound compared to where it is now? (laughs) Um, But, you know, just from the standpoint that, you know, my realtors would love me, um, loved what I, the service that I delivered, the knowledge and all that kind of stuff. But because there was just, they had less influence, I feel like on that process or in the market, they didn't want to disrupt anything with a client. I was just not having having as many at bats. And what I realized is I really needed to um, connect with clients earlier in their process. So I would be the trusted person that they would go to before they would really, you know, really be out looking for homes and things like that. So that's why I started to use video one was being able to reach the client sooner. And then also, obviously, um, we've been in a digital age for a long time. uh, But just from the standpoint of being able to make that person to person, that one to one connection versus just have it be, you know, static information with like an email drip or, or even, you know, images on social or something like that. Nothing, nothing connects with people the way that video does. Okay, so how did you land on TikTok as your preferred platform for video? Why was that the one that you really chose to go all in on? I started with that just from the standpoint that a lot of my video um, that I had used for editing was all horizontal, but obviously horizontal doesn't really convert well to 
to Instagram or Facebook or things like that where we're used to watching it. It's really meant for mobile, right? So you need a, you need a vertical um, orientation. So um, my kids, you know, we're, we're using TikTok a little bit. And so I had asked them, you know, can you, can you show me how this works? Because all I was thinking was basically using it as an editing platform. Um, and then when I started to dip my toe into creating mortgage um, content that was either using trends. So it was something that, you know, just using somebody else's sound or then particularly when I moved into creating original content, you know, my tips or, or take on how to use mortgage insurance or, or any of those kind of things, the amount of engagement and the questions that I got just naturally then started to feed, you know, just kind of be this feedback loop of, oh, this is what people want to know about. Let me create more content around that, which created more people, you know, engaging, which pushes it out to more people, which then means you get followers and, and all that kind of stuff. So really the reason that I enjoyed TikTok so much was it just, it gave me, um, you know, a, a, again, kind of that direct access to what people were interested in and, you know, kind of that, um, that dopamine hit of, of having feedback and not feeling like you're just kind of creating content and shouting out into the wind. And you push out a lot of content. I mean, if you go check her out on TikTok, uh, you will see all the different videos that Rebecca puts out there. Uh, and with that, there has to be some kind of strategy. You can't just, you know, throw stuff against the wall and, and see what sticks, so to speak. So how have you developed that content creation strategy for your videos on TikTok? So my content really kind of falls into three main buckets. Um, I do still create some trends where you're using, you know, a, a, tr a trending sound or kind of somebody else's skit and you're putting your own spin on it or whatever. Um, I don't lean so heavily on, on that because at the end of the day, it's not original content. And if you're always using, um, you know, somebody else's sound or even music or things like that, to a certain extent, you're kind of hiding behind it and people can't figure out who you are and what you're about. Um, but I do use those because they're fun and it just, you know, allows us to kind of uh, approach a, pr a pretty complex subject in a more lighthearted way. Um, from there, then I also do um, reply to comments. So that's where somebody asks a question that I feel like the answer would benefit more than just maybe answering them, you know, by typing out a comment. So I'll create a video that that goes in deeper on whatever sub, you know, whatever question or topic that they brought up. And then separate to that, then I do put out and that, and that sometimes is more, uh, you know, kind of um, current information, you know, what's going on with rates or what's going on with this specific, specific subject. And then on a larger sense, and I try to create a fair amount of evergreen content that gets into um, things like why do you why do lenders even care what's in on your bank statement or um, how do you use the kitty condo strategy um, and then that way that's just more things that maybe other you know clients offline or just in conversation or just uh, hey I haven't touched on the subject in a little bit then that's just more kind of led by things that I feel like people need to know so somewhere between those those three columns or those three categories. Um, that will hit different people depending on where they are in their process as well. So with all those followers, and again, she has north of 130,000 of them on TikTok. Uh, when someone asks you how you've done it, uh, what do you tell them? You know, How do you describe what your secret sauce is as a TikTok creator? It's a two-part. Well, sorry, it's a three-part. <laughs> so the, the first and foremost is be authentic. 
you know, from that standpoint is just simply by being unique, by delivering things in only the way that you can. Um, that is important because that allows somebody to understand what it is that you're uniquely bringing to, you know, to the table. I mean, at the end of the day, for the most part, what we're doing is, um, you know, delivering a commodity. Um, anybody can do a 30-year fixed mortgage with conventional. That's not that's not anything special. But what are you bringing to it? How do they know that they can trust you as a person and you're not just a talking head or, you know, kind of a, a you know person in a suit, a banker in a suit? So that's one of them. Um, the second thing is just do the damn video. Just just start. Like you have to be willing to not be great um, in order to get good. And there is um, a lot of magic in just the doing of the video. Figure out what your style is. Figure out what people resonate with or don't resonate with or whatever. But to, to get good at it, you have to do it. Um, and then from there, then it's consistency. So if the goal is or if the, the mindset is, I need to create like a, a banger of a video that is absolutely going to go viral, viral, you're missing the point. Um, the point is not to go viral. The point is to build up a library of content and to build up a community because that's what builds trust. If you just go viral, all that means is it's just it's kind of like a flash in the pan and people may follow you simply because you created maybe a funny trend video, um, but they don't actually turn into a community because they didn't actually learn who you were, right? Um, so the goal is to create a library of content so people can understand how you can help them. And you're creative too. I mean, I've, I've watched several of your videos. Uh, you, you're naturally funny. Uh, you okay. love to bring that, that dry wit, uh, that sarcasm to some of your videos. Is that something you think that you just have, or, or for somebody out there who maybe is thinking to themselves, you know, I, I'm not that kind of person. Can I learn to do that? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think, um, first of all, thank you. Uh, I'll make sure that my kids understand that, um, that certain people do find me funny. Um, <laughs> but I, I think, I think for people to, to look at maybe a creator that, you know, has a community my size or, or has been has been willing to be bad so I could get good at it. It's really hard to compare against that um, because it's kind of like looking at the, you know, the finished product versus something being in draft form. So you just have to find your own take on things. I mean, um, I'm friends with a lot of, a lot of lenders and, you know, I feel like particularly um, the ones that tend to, to kind of rise to the top, you know, are really smart, savvy, people, you know, with a good sense of humor. So just be willing to share that. You don't have to be all buttoned up, um, you know, again, in your suit, in your, you know, branded polo or whatever, just talk to create video. Like you were talking to a friend at your, you know, at the 4th of July barbecue or whatever the case may be and, and bring some of that personality into it. That's, that's the part of authenticity. Great, great stuff. Rebecca Richardson, with you mortgage and, and oh by the way your kids may not think you're funny but they have to respect the fact that you've got all these followers they they cannot come close to the follower base that you have on tiktok is, is that safe to say <laughs> yes they're they're very good sports um particularly when when people come up to them in school like i saw your mom on my fyp and they're like i know <laughs> what a maybe, world maybe, maybe stick around and you can learn something about mortgages you know could you think of anything more boring for high school and middle schoolers but you know i'm, do, I'm doing my part for financial literacy love it important stuff rebecca thanks so much for joining us really enjoy the conversation my pleasure thanks are you a retail loan officer or mortgage banker looking for a career change that will give you more flexibility, speed, and earning potential? 
Our team of experts at BeAMortgageBroker.com can help you make the switch to wholesale. Get started today at BeAMortgageBroker.com. Welcome back as we bring in Nate Fain. He is an MLO with U Mortgage based in the panhandle of Florida. Nate, welcome to Good Better Broker. What's going on, man? Great to have you. Uh, you are on TikTok known as the Mortgage Creator. And if you go and search that name, you will see that Nate has 250,000 followers on TikTok. When you hear that number, and I know that for you, it's not about the followers. It's about the business that your TikTok presence brings in. But when you do hear that number or think about it, what comes to mind for you? Man, it's mostly it's just bizarre. So, um, I, I mean, you, you talked to Rebecca a little earlier, but I remember back in 2020 when we were both growing pretty quickly together. And um, I, I remember just being so blown away at that point. I think I was like at 100,000 and she was maybe at 20, 25,000. And she was like, man, I'm never going to catch you. And I said, that, maybe, maybe not. But in the grand scheme of things, like if you if you rewound the clock a year uh, a year ago and you said, "Hey, uh, one of your socials popped off and you've got twenty five thousand followers," because that's where she was at that point, like how blown away would you be by that number? And she was like, "Oh, that's that's pretty good perspective." So it is uh, the best. I mean, I'm I'm very grateful for it, but the best adjective I have for that is just it's just bizarre. Okay, fair enough. Uh- you know, a lot of times we do get caught up, caught up Nate, in that follower count, and, and mm-hmm. you made it very clear that that's not the goal here. So, uh, tell our listeners, you know, the way that your TikTok presence has impacted the business that you've been able to bring in. Well, so what what's awesome about TikTok is for for me, it put me on the map. So I've been I've been marketing on social media, doing short form video content for about four years, um, but TikTok was really was like my coming out party. And um, that's also part of it. really more than anything. I started thinking about this when you when we were prepping for this. And really what it what it did was it, it confirmed what I already knew was that okay, I, I am I am pretty good at making content like this. So really more than anything, it, it was it's it's confirmation. Um, because you know Anybody who is in content creation or any kind of business whatsoever, that they will tell you that there are times where you're going to doubt yourself, you're going to start questioning everything. And so for two years, I mean, relatively speaking, before TikTok, relatively speaking, I had some great success on other platforms and bringing in business via short form content. But it, I always got comments of like, man, you are so underrated. You are so underrated. You're going to pop off. You're going to pop off. I was like, man, that, that's great. And it never happened. Well, then it happened. So it, you know, it was it was a lot of confirmation. Um, it, it, it helped me believe in myself a lot and see what others saw in me as well when it came to content creation. It, it seems like TikTok is a platform that just suits you so well um, with the videos that you do, and also uh, how much you enjoy the short form content. So, how did you build up your following on TikTok? So, you know. When, when people ask me this, I'm, I give a little bit of the boring answer that everybody kind of rolls their eyes at and they don't want to hear. But 
a lot of with content creation, especially with this short form content, it's all about consistency. And, and the, the, the reason it's, it's that way and the reason that everybody tells you to do that is because you never know what video is going to do well and you want to have a catalog of content ready for if a video does pop off so that people then can then scroll through your content and say, okay, yeah, this is someone that I want to follow and they're bringing a lot of value to my life. So a lot of people think that they, that the whole goal is to try to go viral very quickly, but that is, I would argue that's actually one of the worst things that can happen because the sample size of your content that's being put out there is not really great. So if people then go back to your content, they're like, what is this guy or gal really about? So, um, I mean, consistency is one thing, but being relatable and being authentic, especially with TikTok, um, that's what I'm really excited about is, is the movement in marketing and social media marketing as a whole, is that authenticity in these really highly edited, edited videos and kind of the, the fake videos, I would call them, like you're, you're, you're kind of putting on this online persona, that people are sniffing that out. And that's becoming less and less um, desirable for people to consume. So that's really what's exciting for me is that you can go out there and be yourself and it doesn't have to be a perfect video, uh, but people are, are starting to react to that very well because people are craving that, that human uh, connection and interaction. With what you have seen uh, in terms of your business related to your TikTok presence, uh, you really look at your followers on the platform as a database. Uh, and, and you think that other LOs should do the same thing. Why is that? Well, I mean, I think you get to this whole idea of followers and I think you forget that they're actual real people. And I mean, from a business standpoint, they could actually be leads. So seeing that as if you, if you drop a, a database of, a, of 250,000 people to any loan officer or realtor or anybody else that's out there that wants to market, that would be a gold mine. And you really have to, and, and, and the thing about that is like, this is a database that is choosing to be your database. So how powerful is that? Like these people are fans of yours that want to be your database. You're not forcing anything. So that's why that's so powerful is that I think where a lot of folks go wrong is that they don't connect with your, their community enough. They are just constantly trying to grow or constantly trying to hit them up for leads in a very obvious manner. Whereas I think that they would be better served really nurturing that community because that's essentially, you know, think of it as like a free CRM. So think of your socials as like a free CRM and you've got a database of however many followers you have at that moment. And these are, again, this database is, is they are voluntarily seeking you out and consuming your content. That's a very, very powerful thing that, that people don't realize. Yeah. And proof to that point is you got 32 pre-approvals off of one video. And that sure. wasn't even one of these funny videos where you're trying to catch people's attention. That was a serious video that you did. Man, I, it, got, it got so out of hand that I had to hide the video. I mean, like at that point, I didn't have the systems in place to bring in, to, to handle all of the volume that was coming in in, in a 48 hour, like a 48 hour timeline. I did not have, I, I looked at my assistant and I said, I have to take this video down. Like we, we can't breathe right now. So I did. Um, which was, was a little annoying, but also kind of cool at the same time that I can make something so powerful like that. You know, Nate, the goal for any content creator uh, on social media is to grab people's attention, right? To get mm -hmm. them to stop scrolling, 
uh, to turn the volume on and actually watch your video. So when people ask you how you come up with a hook, mm-hmm. because that's the way you do it, what do you tell them? So there's a couple of ways that you can do it. The first way is audibly. So you, you say something that, that, that sparks their, uh, their curiosity and they want to learn more or see where this video is going. The other way is to do it visually where uh, it, it kind of breaks up the monotony of just scrolling. So you, you do something that visually stimulates, whether that be move your phone at you know, a very quick angle, you know, a very quick angle or move it up from the ceiling down to your face or whatever. There's, there's like a, a pattern disruption is what it's called. So either way you do it audibly or you do it visually, but the hook is the most important part of your video when it comes to short form content, because it is so easy to keep scrolling. So with your hook, you want to give a little bit of a preview of what the video is about if you're doing doing it audibly. And you also want to give them a reason to stop scrolling. So what are we going to learn about? But also think of it as like a headline for a newspaper or a website article. That is your hook right there. That is like, oh, hold on. I got to, I got to watch this uh, video or I got to read this article. So above everything else, like figure out what topic you're going to talk about and then really, really work on your hook. All right. So, so you have now gotten to the point where uh, you have taught social media classes, and I'm sure that other LOs are hitting you up all the time asking you for advice. Tell me, what's the most common objection that you get from other loan originators about just doing videos, period? One of them is, um, is I don't like the way I look or sound on camera. And um, one of my old bosses, uh, first of all, I tell them like that's not a great excuse because I could say the same thing. I had an old boss that said that you sound like a redneck Kermit the Frog. And so like, (laughs) I mean, like I've got that same excuse built in. We all have that. I mean, even folks that uh, are on the news, you know, they are, they possibly don't like the way that they look or sound on camera either. Um, So that's, that's the first objection that I, that I come, come up with. But also if someone knows you in real life, like they know what you look like, they know what you sound like. So why are you hesitating? Like, this is you, you can't help any of that. But number two is like, I don't know what to talk about, Um, which I usually come back with talk about some of the top questions that you get from clients in real life and answer those questions answer those questions on video. Um, One of the things that I do if I ever get stuck and I have what's called what I call creative block is that I start working my way down the alphabet. And so I go down the alphabet and I will uh, define different real estate or mortgage terms that start with that letter. So A is for appraisals. I tell them what an appraisal is. B is for borrower or something else like that. And I work my way down the alphabet and that usually gets the creative juices flowing. That gets the engagement flowing again. But it is simple content to create because it's stuff that we talk about all day. And again, we overestimate how much people know about our industry. So even defining these very simple terms is very impactful for people. What about mistakes that you see? Because I know that other LOs also send you their videos. Sure. Uh, what's, what's a mistake that too many people are making with their content? First one is that they're not concise and quick enough. 
So you don't need two minutes to talk about what an earnest money deposit is. You can, you should be able to explain that in 20 seconds or less. It's not that complicated. So it's a little bit of rambling, but number two, um, they introduce themselves up front. Uh, whereas if you're scrolling, you like, this sounds bad, but like nobody cares who you are. You need to really understand that nobody really cares who you are. They are not going to stop scrolling unless you are mega famous. You're like, Oh my goodness. Like, let's, let's see what Justin has to say. You know, not as famous as you, Justin. So, uh, now. <laughs> so you have to give them a reason to stop scrolling and you saying your name is not a reason to stop scrolling. So that is one of the biggest mistakes that I say is like, Hey, this is Nate with you mortgage. Like no one cares. They're going to keep scrolling as soon as that. Cause they don't know who I am sometimes. Um, but that's the biggest mistake that I see in again, not being concise enough because when you start to ramble, people start to tune out. All right. So to bring it full circle here, uh, what are you know just a couple pieces of advice you can leave our listeners with you know as far as what they should do and you've covered a lot uh, but if someone is just starting out say they literally just created their TikTok accounts what are the top couple of things you're telling them ultimately you have to create content that you enjoy creating because this is a grind like this people see my success and other folks success and they think either one, it's all fun in games. It's not. It is very stressful. It is a grind. It is hard. It is constantly learning because the algorithms change, marketing styles change, the world changes. Like it is a constant grind. So you have to do something that you enjoy because otherwise you will not create content. Number two, um, I think a lot of folks, because of some older advice on TikTok, I think what they do is that they really focus on trends um, and, and they try to take these trends and relate it to their niche, which can for sure be done and can be powerful. But I think that they need to stop playing uh, TikTok or Instagram sound and actually have their voice be the sound. So get out there get a camera in front of your face and talk about what you do for a living and explain to people uh, what you do for a living and, and how you do it. He is Nate Fain, mortgage loan originator with You Mortgage, And you can find him on TikTok under the handle of The Mortgage Creator. Uh, by the way, fun fact before we let you go, your handle <laughs> used to be mortgages are boring. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, you had to address the elephant in the room and I'm kind of playing back and forth. Like, do I want to go back to that? Do I want to keep the mortgage creator? So like, I'm, I'm possibly going through a rebrand. I'm working with some branding folks. I, I, the, the mortgages are boring thing. Like that shows my personality a little bit because dude, like mortgages are boring. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to overcome the whole fact that my niche is boring in general. So I'm trying to make it less boring. Well, we'll uh, stay tuned to see what yeah. happens there. But nonetheless, appreciate your time. Great, great insights. And uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you again down the road. Thanks so much, Nate. Sounds good, man. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now with more expert advice from independent mortgage brokers around the country. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Good Better Broker.